Canaras, Christmas lights, and menorahs, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Jen Diz. And that's Mike TV. Today we're chatting about the latest Disney Park news updates and we're catching up on all things Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars. Plus, Jen Diz takes us on a journey to find ghosts of Disney Park's Christmas past. So here we are, we're recording together, but I'm at Disney World and... (laughs) Yeah, don't rub it in. Sorry, just had to, but <laughs> I took a last minute trip here. Spur of the moment, I thought, oh, I just need to, you know, get out of Dodge. And uh, it's a great, it was a great idea, I got to say. So if, if if you're out there and you could work remotely or from home, consider it. I mean, it's one thing to have an annual pass, though, because I don't feel like I have park tickets that I'm wasting. But yeah, I'm just spending the day uh, working and then taking my evenings out at the parks. I have to say when I did that recently is probably one of my favorite things is like I don't have to bother with taking time off of work or getting anybody angry. I still can get my job done. It's not piling up. And then I get to roll out of my hotel room and go to the parks. Like what? It's like feeling like you're a local. Yeah, it's beyond magical. (laughs) What I would normally do when I log off at like six o'clock from work, I would go into the basement and play video games for three hours. Tonight, (laughs) I went and got to see fireworks at Cinderella Castle. Right. And I saw you riding the people mover, but we'll talk more about that later. So jealous. Um, But we do have a couple updates coming from the parks that we wanted to talk about. And the first up is that there is another magic key sold out. What? So what was it just last week? We announced that the um, dream key was sold out, which is the new annual pass program at uh, Disneyland. Um, Dream key was the highest tier. And now what is sold out, Mike? Believe? Is that what it's called? The belief key. Believe key. The Which one I one have. So now it's starting to have? get real. Okay. You yeah. have believe, and then I forgot I what belief. I have. I have one of <laughs> the lower ones. I think you got ones. the same one for. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. The but, um, the other thing is, um, Disney World also stopped selling one of their annual passes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, I believe it is. I'm looking at it right now. So the ones that are available to remind everybody are the Increda Pass, the Sorcerer Pass the pirate pass and then the lowest most affordable ones called the pixie pixie dust pass pixie dust pass. <laughs> <laughs> and the pixie dust pass is still being sold um but all the others are paused right yeah it says all and but the disney pixie dust pass crazy and the so craziest crazy. thing about that do you know what the craziest thing about that is what you can't get that like any of hardly any of them unless you are a local and especially oh. right now you have to be a local in order to get annual pass now that's for right Disney world <gasps> gosh so i'm glad, glad we got ours we got we it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got ours especially if we had the little 50th logo on it we got to get two. Oh my gosh i wonder for both sides of these um of the united states and <laughs> disney parks here um if you get like grandfathered in like let's say 
time comes when our annual passes have expired, like, do we get to renew if they're still sold oh. out? How does that work? So that's a whole new thing we're going to have to deal with when it comes. That's but, interesting. Uh, yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah, I think... I mean, I, I appreciate that they're trying to really be innovative with, like, park reservations and stuff, but it's not working because this right. shouldn't happen, I don't think. Right. And you know, another thing I noticed recently, um, actually, Morgan brought this to my attention. I can't remember if I already mentioned it last week or not, but um, previously, Magic Key holders were really upset because there were no reservations available for them. However, if you were buying a single-day or multi-day ticket, you could get any day you wanted that is now completely changed right now or as of this weekend this past weekend when i checked last i think it was saturday um there's zero days in december that you could buy a regular ticket for like even a single day ticket so definitely is changing i feel like they have these buckets full of reservations that they're kind of trying to figure out the right weight of these buckets and so they might be taking some out of the ticket holders and putting it into the magic keys so that makes they have sense to keep, right they have to keep us somewhat happy right like they have to so that is Yikes. strange though that we're at a a place now where in the month of december you and your family can't just decide hey let's go to disneyland next weekend yeah you, just, you can't yep. <laughs> um, can. speaking of uh park reservations and the calendar variations here at disney world there were a few things that I noticed. One was the the screen for making your park reservation asks you up front if you're a resort guest, an annual pass holder, a ticket holder, or a combo of the both. And, you know, I didn't try each one, but I'm assuming that since I'm at a resort, maybe they were more open for me. And even then, a lot of parks were booked this week. Yeah, it's crazy. What what I've gotten out of that is that you get more priority if you're staying at a hotel versus uh, like an annual pass holder, right? Because if you're paying to stay on resort and they don't let you in the parks, it's probably a lot worse right? than if you're just yeah. trying to come from your house, yeah. right? So um, yeah, there's definitely a lot more tiers there as far as selecting your reservations. Um, here it's just literally annual pass or tickets in Disneyland. One or the other. Crazy. So interesting. Um, and then actually... Now, since we're on topic, um, I was actually speaking with Lisa, Happiest Vegan on Earth, about this very recently, um, and Laura. And we were talking about how now it's not as bad for reservations for locals as it like initially looked. Because almost always you can get a reservation within like a day or two. Because everybody drops their reservations when it comes time oh. for their... That's like they're they're deciding like, okay, I actually can't go this weekend. So they'll drop their tickets. And Lisa, for instance, said that every single time she's wanted to go, she's been able to do it the next day. Or like Interesting. day Interesting. Yeah. So now it's now maneuvered because before we're all really feeling bad for the locals. But now it's kind of shifting to where I'm in the sad spot. Because yeah, because you have now, you can't just get up and go the next day. Right, because <laughs> ticket holders have a better advantage of getting reservations than annual pass holders. And then locals, you know, it's like spur of the moment, and then that's when it's available. But planning two weeks ahead or more is, like, pretty impossible at this point. So interesting how it's shifting all around the map, and I hope we end up at somewhere a lot better than where we are now. Um, they also are hitting capacity a lot. Um, obviously everything being sold out. However, the parks, 
look packed and they mm. the times have been pretty busy but they haven't been like crazy christmas week busy but we'll see because that's coming soon mm-hmm. but even thanksgiving like the lines were they were pretty bad but it wasn't like insanely bad it was like 60 minutes for space mountain 45 for peter pan so almost just like a regular bad day right but the pictures were like crazy crowds so it almost feels like it's a regular busy day so what are these caps right so yeah the whole thing is interesting it's confusing and fascinating to observe as it happens right absolutely because we don't know you know with the change of all the fast pass and the genie are there more people walking around that would have been somewhere else? I don't know. Right. Totally. I mean, we don't even have that yet in Disneyland. So, like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, where are they coming from? <laughs> no Were they here anymore. before? <laughs> like, just stop people on, like, Main Street corner. I'm like, excuse me. What, what was your day like today? <laughs> yeah. Trying to analyze things. It must be very different than anything we've seen in a very, very long time. Which is just crazy but anyway so that's what's going on with annual passes lots of stuff lots of changes um i guess we just kind of roll with the punches on that but there's also some other news in disney world yes from a galaxy far far away the star wars galactic star cruiser is coming closer it's coming soon to launching and they released or disney released a new sort of teaser sitcom i don't know it's like a, it's like totally. a three minute like skit that <laughs> that shows you what it's like to be on the star cruiser i guess what do you think right um first of all that was Anne morrow do you remember that name at all oh yes imagineer Anne morrow I'm super excited to see what you and your team created. We cannot wait to have you aboard. So when we had guest Sarah Sterling, who's a big Disney influencer on our show, she mentioned working. She did work in, uh, or she's actually back in wait, WDI. Wait, this is the Anne Morrow she was the EA for? Yeah, yeah. That is so crazy. That's so cool. <laughs> so it was so cool to see her, right? I was like, hey, we were talking about you on our podcast, and here you are on this like teaser video sitcom thing. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah. And then the guy who's in it, he's like, so there's the Imagineer, and she's bringing on basically like a guest yeah. to show him. His name is Sean Jimbroni, I think is how you pronounce it. He's from the Goldbergs. I was like super curious as to why he was selected. <laughs> I, I was wondering that the whole time. I thought, why would they cast this guy? I said, he must be like a fan that won something. <laughs> oh, I'm just too excited. We we gotta go inside. Welcome to the Halcyon Star Cruiser. But now you're telling me he's he's on his own. He was like the 97th caller. (laughs) Yeah, right. He was just kind of like awkward. He was much shorter than Anne Morrow. It just, you know, like from a film production (laughs) point of view, it just seemed off. It was so weird. And his voice is very specific. So like like he can be a voice actor, and I, I believe he's done a lot of voice acting as well. Because I was taking a peek at his IMDb, trying to figure out where I recognized him from. <laughs> like, who is this guy? But um, yeah, it was very interesting um, combination there. It was really cool to see Amaro though. Um, but what did you think about what they showed us? I I am still not sold. I think this is like maybe the fourth time 
that there's new stuff for me to decide if I'm into it or not. <laughs> and I, I still honestly think that the Imagineers or the decision makers, they're just really getting it wrong with Star Wars and what the fans want. Like, I don't want to know what it's like to work in the bridge of a Star Cruiser spaceship, but I would like to ride one of those bikes through Endor. Like, and I want to see my favorite characters, but I don't need to like be immersed in the way that they've been trying to do with Batu and now with this. So it still doesn't look fun. They literally said, oh, you get to spend a couple hours training on the bridge. And they're like, showed you pushing <laughs> buttons. I'm like, that sounds like work. Did they really say a couple hours? <laughs> no, I don't know if they said a couple hours. In my mind, it was like, okay, is that part of the itinerary that I'm going to see every morning? Hilarious. So, yeah, I don't know. I did love the performer. Her name was, the character's name was Gaia. So that was yeah. kind of cool seeing what that little lounge is going to be like. Right. Yeah, that was definitely my favorite part of that as well. Um, it was like basically this guy, Sean Giambroni, walked into some door he shouldn't have and ended up in this bar, cantina, whatever. Um, and there was a uh, singer there who reminded me very much of a character from Fifth Element. <gasps> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that like opera singer. I like, love yeah, her. Yeah, he like pulled her straight out of there and <laughs> yeah. gave her a pop song 100%. or something to sing instead. Look above and see the world so emerge before your eyes feel the swell as the moon begins to rise above the tide all around change is coming something new is in the But she was really cool, and I, I am just very curious to see if it's really going to be that intimate because that was that was cool. There's only yeah. like ten people in the bar, and there was a singer like literally standing right in front of them. Like, I will it, say, it's just very intimate. My experience on cruise ships is that those lounges, because there's usually several, are that intimate, which is nice. Oh, okay. Especially, okay. I guess, because there's not that many people. You know, they have crowd control, and this is going to be even less people allowed. Not that many rooms, right? Wow. Okay. All right. So well, we'll then maybe see. We'll look like, then that's probably where I'll hang out most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> In that lounge. Um, I bet you she only performs like once go. per day at like 7.15. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other thing that I'm worried about is, sorry to be such a Debbie Downer, but I'm worried about the them actually committing to this. So in that clip, we see a bartender mm. interacting with the with the guest and it's as if he's really on a spaceship at in this swanky place and it's a you know a cool bartender but at what point is that a cast member with a name tag that's just like hey what do you want (laughs) right so you know we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah i mean that we did live through that so i i feel like your debbie downerness is justified since like batu was like really good the first week or whatever yeah. right it was pretty quick though and then all of a sudden they no longer knew the the lingo or the codes or anything <laughs> right. it just kind of went back to give me your credit card what about credits we have credits but um and it was yeah. one of like the one one of the few things that made their concept work to just be a regular person walking around it worked because the cast members brought it up to life but now like you said totally. it's not they're not really doing it yeah darn 
I uh, recently was in Disneyland and they did say like bright suns and all uh, that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, good. They're, some people are saying it. Either they're just excited and into it or maybe they're trying to bring it back. We'll see. You know what's but- funny is I, I only associate Galaxy's Edge with Disneyland. I keep forgetting that it's here at Disney World. <laughs> and then when I do remember, I have like no desire to go there because I like going through Disneyland and then going to Galaxy's Edge for some reason. Wait, we went there, right? I want to say we Yeah, we did. We went to Oga's Cantina. At late at night, okay. we like close out the park at It Oga's. looks so exactly the same that I was like, was that there or here? It is. I remember it's it was with a you, so it was, yeah. and it was recently. Oh, yeah, and that bartender gave me the um, foam that goes on top of the oh, tauntaun yeah. drink, and it made the fuzzy like tauntaun, tingly. and it made my lips numb because I can't normally get the drink because it has alcohol, but the guy let me, and so that was nice. very nice because See, I asked for it one other time. They love, love the cast members, but love yeah, we didn't get on any of the rides. We just went there. Got it. Okay. I do remember that. Wow. So aside from Galactic Star Cruisers, there's just still so much more to catch up on. Um, I know you've been busy, I've been busy, and there's just so much content out there. So let's start with some stuff that, well, something that's on Disney Plus, which is What If. So that's the Marvel animated series that just ended. I watched like about the first four to five episodes. Um, Still have a couple more left. How about you? I got to the zombie episode, whichever mm. one that was. I think it's only like four or three. Yeah. I don't think I was that um, far ahead. Um, the zombie one was probably one of my favorites only because... It was good. The, or especially because, I should say, um, like me and my sister always thought the Marvel zombies comic books were so cool. Like we don't read the comics. We just knew that they had zombie Avengers and X-Men and stuff. And then when they brought it to Avengers Campus and then What If, I just, I'm just so impressed that they're going that far and weird. Isn't it cool? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Ugh. Um, and they already have Eternals in Avengers Campus. Like when oh, do the they? Movie wow. first came out. Yeah. Was it Avengers Campus? Probably. Been, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. The other things in What If, let's see. I liked the um, episode where... Captain America was no was not Steve Rogers and his lady friend decided to take his spot in the experiment and it changed everything and then she became Captain I don't think it was called Captain Britain I thought it was going to be and I'm blanking on her name the character's name sorry about it sorry about it <laughs> Peggy <laughs> Peggy something uh, so that was an interesting episode anything else stick out for you or that you remembered um what if is such a great concept? It's like, for instance, Jacob often kind of daydreams and, and tangents off on just anything we're doing in life. And it'll say, what if would this happened? Then this, this, this would like roll out of it, right? Like he loves to like conceptualize like this whole I fake love that, world like the butterfly effect. Everything, yeah. And it's so fun to go down those those tunnels with him. And I think What If is exactly what that is for Marvel. And I just thought, I just love the entire concept of it. I love the artwork, too. Yeah. The animation is fantastic. Um, I love that they had an episode with T'Challa, and it had his voice in it, which is just so sweet. that was so sweet and sad. Yep. And I just love it. But for some strange reason, and I don't know what has happened to me in my (laughs) 
age or whatever it is, but I can no longer... It's not true because I love Disney films, but there's something about certain types of animated films or shows that I can't connect with anymore. Mm. I don't know what it is. Like, um, everybody loves Archer, and it's funny, but I just, I can't, I, I can't make it through an episode. I get way ADD. I'll fall asleep. Try. I'll start doing something else. I don't know what it is. Even stuff um, but- like, um, like Family Guy. Which Disney now owns, BTW. Family Guy I can handle, um, but, like, I also wouldn't choose it. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I I get that. There's there's some animated things that I really want to watch to get the story, but I just can't get into it. That's that's exactly it. Yep. It's very weird, because I used to watch tons of cartoons, especially growing up, right? And then... In my teenage years, I watched a lot of anime and like I just I really love the art behind all animation. And then out of nowhere, like the last 10 something years, I just like I just lose this connection. However, when it comes to movies, I can watch it 100 times over like Toy Story or any of the any of the Disney or Pixar films or uh, Ghibli. It's a uh, it requires less commitment too. it's just you watch it. But it's longer. The oh. movies are longer than the shows, so why can I handle those? I don't true. know what it is. It's true. It's very I can't weird. even watch shows now without watching more than one. It's like I just have like binge mode on, which makes it hard for Disney Plus because <laughs> they only usually release two to premiere, and then you got to wait every week. I've always said I like that better because I don't like binging things because it gets over too fast, and I'm just like I just a I sat in front of a TV all night long, and b. Like, I now have nothing to watch again. Yeah. But now that, like, for instance, Dexter is back out, and we've been watching the new season of Dexter, and it's once a week, and I'm like, wait, that's just it? I'm done for the night? Like, I want more. Like, (laughs) It has been hard. Like, HBO Max does that, too. And I actually now have to watch the recap. I can't skip, because I'll forget what happened a week ago. Yeah, yeah, same. (laughs) I'm like, what? Oh, that's what you're talking about commitment to. I get it now. Like... A movie is an hour and a half. A series might only be 45 minutes. However, a series is like 20 episodes of 45 minutes versus one hour of a movie, right? Gotcha. Okay. True. And then you have like the gaps in between. Okay. I think that's exactly it. (laughs) Yeah, it is hard. Um, So that's Marvel's What If. I think if there's one last thing I would say is I do think it's really cool that they have officially said this is canon meaning this is part of the MCU. So all of those other weird timelines and universes we learned about in Loki and WandaVision, these things have have happened out there, but they just weren't the main timeline, which is the one we watch and they want to try to fix. So I just find this all really interesting. It's a lot. Um, did you you just see Eternals, right? Yes, I saw Eternals. Okay, I have yet to see Eternals, so we'll save that for another time, but I wanted to say, I think that I was incorrect earlier in saying Eternals are already in Avengers Campus. I think it was actually a character from Hawkeye oh. that I didn't know who it was yet. Interesting. Okay. That kind of makes sense, too, because they have been doing it with the Disney Plus shows pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like quick totally. turnarounds. Um I know we want to talk about Encanto. We want to talk about Hawkeye. So I haven't seen all of Hawkeye yet. I just watched like most of the first episode. But what I did love about it is the concept and the point of view that we're seeing from regular people like us that aren't superpowered and what it's like to live in this 
you know, New York City or wherever, when all this kind of super things are happening around you for good or bad. Uh, so that's what I found interesting within the first like 40 minutes. Uh, I know you saw more of it. So what do you think about Hawkeye? Yeah, we, we got caught up to wherever it's at as of now. Um, I think it's good. I enjoyed it. I stayed awake during all of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it It's very Christmassy, which is ha- like an added bonus since I'm yeah, watching it now. I do like that. So it's getting festive. It feels really pretty and lots of lights and Christmas trees and stuff like that. So that that aspect of it's nice and totally unexpected. I didn't even realize it had anything to do with the holiday season. And the entire credits have to do with the holidays. Like yeah, there's Christmas it's like, lights and all sorts of stuff. It's like Home Alone, but Marvel. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as far as the the story, I think... It's just a little too, I don't want to say basic, but, like, that's the first thing that pops in my head. It's just something we've already seen a million times. Like, there's the the person who's, like, retired, but he's, like, the pro. And then there's this new fumbling wannabe, like, superhero person that's learning from that guy, right? It's just something we've seen, like, yeah. that's so like many Luke, times already. Right, Luke and Yoda. Yeah, like, <laughs> so many of them, yeah. and And now, like... Luke and Ray, right? Like, oh, yeah. then it's passing <laughs> yeah. down again, right? So, um, but yeah, so like, as far as the, the story being interesting, I wouldn't say it was that interesting just because we've already seen this story before, but I think it's done really well. All of the action scenes are great, the cinematography is fantastic, the colors, like the it lighting, everything colorful, like that. It's, yeah. it's very warm and um, very fun to watch. So, I definitely recommend it. All right. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes and how it sort of opens up more of the MCU storyline. Something that I love about Haley Steinfeld, who is the actress that plays uh, the protege to Hawkeye. She's part Filipino and us Filipinos, we have to call out when there's someone representing out there. <laughs> and Haley's amazing. She's gorgeous. She's a great actress and singer. She's from Pitch Perfect also, but... But yeah, so love to see that representation also. Nice. I did not know that. There we go. See? Now I learned something today. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) More Marvel stuff. So I was up at midnight, Sunday night, last Sunday night, to get my Spider-Man tickets for the Spider-Man No Way Home, which comes out December 17th. And I think they just dubbed the whole thing as Spider Monday, right? It was called... Spider, yeah, like it was a pun on Cyber Monday. Oh wow, they they lost me on that, and I love a good pun. (laughs) I also too, like Jacob's, like oh that's funny. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I thought it was just like Spider Monday, like cute. (laughs) 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 So it's Spider Spider Monday. Got it. Yes. Um, (laughs) So over here at the parks, there's already merch out for no way home and i like did not even want to look at it because sometimes these toys they spoil things so many spoilers right? on merch. there is and i've seen it now like it's I've... so dumb oh so I, I didn't look at it but this is one of those movies that is so full of spoilers that you know if you don't want spoilers you got to watch it thursday night or friday or saturday yeah yep Totally. Yeah. Um, we also got tickets, but we had a little bit of a hard time getting through. Did you also? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. like crashing all the sites. Everything. Fandango <laughs> was crashed. Alamo was crashed. 
Um, guess where I ended up buying it on? MovieTickets.com. Do you remember that? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, so, so their like movie phone, like <laughs> yes. So they are still around, and their wow. website is powered by Fandango. So that's the irony, and it worked. So the real Fandango didn't work. Got my tickets on MovieTickets.com. Nice. But yeah, I had all the tabs up. It felt like our usual process when we're buying like a Disney <laughs> yeah. ticket. Yep, that was how we were rolling over here too. But we did get our tickets. We will see it on the same day as you're seeing it. So Thursday night. Thursday night, I'm six o'clock or seven o'clock or something. So I got a Friday night too because of all the scrambling and different tabs. I ended up with two <laughs> shows. But if it's good, Darn. I'll watch it again, right? Yeah, if it's good, yeah. I'll watch it again. If it's not, I'll get a refund. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. There's also I'm um, for that one. And another another announcement that came out over this past weekend, which so Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures, they announced a second Spider-Man trilogy starring Tom Holland. And I am so I can't even I'm so excited. Like I was happy to get the trilogy with like the best Spider-Man actor ever. Like he feels like Spider-Man to me. Like he's Peter Parker. And so you guys, now he's blushing. <laughs> I'm blushing. First of all, we had a meet cute. Tom and I had a meet cute at Disney California Adventure in my (laughs) dreams. We did not in real life. There you go. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I think the cool thing about Spider-Man as a character that I loved, like growing up with him is depending on which storyline you see, you usually get to see him in high school and then you get to see him become like a man and face more adult challenges and villains and things like that so another trilogy means they're going to be out of college by then so it'll be really cool i'm going to see what happens there and also nice nice to know that sony and disney are still playing well together yeah that is always good to see right oh speaking of spider-man can we talk about the venom a venom spoiler it's been out for a while right uh sure i don't know if i know it so did you watch Venom? No. Okay. So the at the end of Venom, you know, the teaser credit after the credits, they show... Okay, this gave me chills. The movie wasn't that good, but I knew there was some crazy spoiler thing that I was trying to avoid at the end. And <laughs> what ha- ends up happening is you hear... Um, oh, gosh, I'm forgetting his name. The reporter that Peter Parker works for him. Like, you know, his voice. Like, rah, rah, rah. Oh, you, Fletcher. Yeah, so you hear his voice. <laughs> and then um, Tom Hardy's character is like, what's going on? And then you find out that a bunch of universes just merged at that time. So now it was the first time they actually let the cat out of the bag that Venom is entering the MCU via the Spider-Verse. Wow. What? <laughs> The heck? I, I thought that was I, that was cool that they kept that under wraps, and I'm surprised I didn't get spoiled. I, I waited a couple of weeks to watch it. You know what movie I'm waiting for now? I want a Sinister Six movie. You know, I think that's what No Way Home is. To be honest, I mean, all the villains that they're bringing Close, back. Yeah. If yep. if they at least form it right, and maybe the next trilogy we get a whole bunch. <gasps> yeah. Or or a Disney Plus show, I'd be happy with that too. Right. I just love villains. I want to hear more about them. I do. I, I like villains too. And They're I like so wacky um, Green Goblin. Oh my god. What are those ones called? Anti-heroes. Anti-heroes like Venom where they're neither hero or villain, they're for what they need. 
It just depends on yes. what, whether you think it's good or bad. Uh, I love those too. That's like Ghost Rider, Venom. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of those out there. That'd be fun too. Yeah, so that's Spider-Man. All right, back to Galaxy Far, Far Away. We also heard more news about Book of Boba Fett, Disney Plus Star Wars series premiering December 29th. They also confirmed that it's going to be seven episodes long. I think for a while we thought it was nine for some reason. It's only going to be seven Mm. episodes um, and wrap up early I was going to say early Q1, like we're at work. It wraps up early <laughs> early next hard year. Yeah, hard at seven stop. episodes. <laughs> hard stop at seven episodes. Let's circle back to season Let's two. Let's circle back and... What, like, what, what's the thing? Like previously stated or whatever? Passive-aggressive oh, work comment. Oh, gosh, yeah. As I meant, as previously... <laughs> there's, there's several versions of it. Ooh, I do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, all right, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff. We need to catch up on I all know. those things. Um, I think the next thing that I'm, I really want to commit to that we just talked about is I need to go see Encanto. So hopefully I'll watch it this yes. week. Yes, I was really planning on seeing it on Thanksgiving weekend, and then things just got busy and just didn't have the time. But we did go see. Um, we went. We were going to go see Encanto. Now I'm remembering what happened. We were going to go see Eternals. And then, like, the timing wasn't working out. It's already, like, I don't know if you've noticed this in the theaters by you, but there's, like, they're going out way faster than they used to, and there's way less times. So I think they're just, like, cutting the staff or something. It doesn't stay in theaters that long, anything. Yeah, it's, like, shorter time, and then even the nights that it is still in the theater, it's, like, way less options. So it's, like, shoot, we can't watch Eternals. Like, the timing didn't work out. So then we looked at Encanto also didn't work out. And then we end up watching House of Gucci. Oh, I want Jacob to see that. Jacob fell asleep in for, I think, the first time ever during a movie, which oh, is hilarious. No. But anyways. How was Lady Gaga? So, she was amazing. Wow, I love it. Okay, amazing. good. Yeah, good. it's good. You should watch it. But anyway. Okay, I'm going to watch that. So, <laughs> um, and then I got to watch Encanto. Oh, I was going to say something else while you were talking about that that was re- related. But if it comes back up, I'll, I'll talk about it. But anyways, you holidays, you know. We're here in the holidays. Yeah. Can you believe the holidays are already here? It's been like, I also feel like the holidays have been here for a while, just like Halloween was kind of like it was extended. And then since we've already, I went to Disneyland and saw the holiday version of Disneyland. Now it's like kind of already the holidays, but now all of a sudden Disney or Disney (laughs) Christmas (laughs) is right around the corner. Hanukkah's already started. Like we are in it and it is time to get gifts picked out and all that stuff. But um, I thought it would be fun to take a trip back, like, let's say, uh, what's his name? Jacob, uh, Jacob Marley. Oh, from, from Christmas Carol? Yeah. Ooh, he needs yeah. to come and tell me to visit the ghosts of Disneyland's Christmas past. Ooh, so that would be cool. I would watch that. Okay, let's hear it. Right? Wouldn't it be awesome? So I just thought it would be fun to like take a look at like the history of, of Disneyland's Christmas events in the parks and just see like what made it, what didn't, what did they used to do, what have they stopped, um, and just some other details that I just found super interesting. So first off, um, Disneyland has always been decorating for the holidays uh, since they were first opened, even in 1955. Um, however, one interesting thing that I did not know is that, do you remember opening day 
of Disneyland was like insanely crowded. It was a hot mess. They called it like D-Day for Disneyland. Yeah, like right? things weren't like, working and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and the cement wasn't dry. And, there and was, people were all dressed up in that heat. Oh, that's what they did back then. I love it. Um, (laughs) And there was also like a ton of fake tickets made. So like way too many people even showed up in general. So it was way overpacked, overpopulated. However, I did not know this, that right around Labor Day, there was a massive heat wave and every, it got up to like 110 degrees in September Whoa! and like people stayed home and it kind of like killed a little bit of that spike for Disneyland. So in the fall, moving into the winter, Disneyland was like super empty. Like they were really worried about their numbers and they didn't hit a lot of their budgets because they because of that big dip they had. And they said that even some days within the fall time, it like was in the hundreds. Wow. And this is in 1955 in Anaheim. Wow. And it went from like Jam packed in July to like only like under a thousand people in the park by, you know, September, October. Just so crazy to think about. So anyway, so they had to cut back on a lot of the decorations for the first year that they had planned. Um, But they did have, of course, a Christmas tree. Um, And back then, you know, the partner statue that's in the hub right now. Yeah. Walt and Mickey. So that was only there since 1993, which is, we should have a whole episode about things that we thought existed forever <laughs> right. in Disneyland. After saying that, I'm like, what? I thought it was there. <laughs> I mean, I felt like it's been there since I've been going, and I feel like <laughs> it makes sense that it wouldn't be there while Walt's alive. So now, yeah, now I get yeah. it. <laughs> but even then, it was like almost 30 years later right, that it yeah. finally was added, you know? Um, and the only reason that I even remember that that wasn't there is because I did a deep dive on Blaine Gibson a long time ago. And I remember he came out of retirement to do the partner statue. So it was like even after oh. his career. <laughs> so like, Is that like the that, sculptor or the Imagineer? Yeah, yeah. He's an Imagineer and he, he did sculpting. So Cool. Um, but yeah, so that's just crazy to think about that that wasn't even there. So they used to put a lot of icons in that space instead, which is where they put the first Christmas tree. Um, also, if you were to guess what year they first decorated the castle itself, what year would you guess? And it wasn't 1955? It was not 1955. I would say they thought, oh, you know, like 60s were like mod and people were going over the top with holidays. I'm going to say 1963. 1963, you're a bit off. It was not until... Christmas time of 2007. Wait, no, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So I I need to try, like, if anybody out there can, like, correct me if I'm wrong, because I just cannot believe it, but I tried to fact check it. I couldn't find any photos of holidays prior to 2007 with the castle lit up. Um, that is so reason, strange. And I, I want yeah. to describe to people who are listening, you have a Zoom background right now that is the <laughs> Disneyland castle with the Christmas icicles. And I can't imagine it not being something like that during Christmas. Right. Weird. So what they would do instead, at least back in the day, um, it would be lit up all beautiful at nighttime with different colors and whatnot. And they had these two giant Christmas trees they'd put on either side of the bridge, the drawbridge. Oh, okay. And it would light up, and that was kind of your focal point. And then they would decorate a little bit on the castle with, like, wreaths and stuff and garland and stuff, but no lights. And oh, I was just okay. like, 
what? And then when I saw these pictures with the trees there, it still looks beautiful. But just realizing that that took place of the castle that we have now today is just like mind blowing. I just can't even imagine <laughs> yeah, it. It is. And I think like, even though I was making it up that the sixties were cool for Christmas, like everyone always loved Christmas in America. So right? I'm surprised <laughs> yeah. that it, it took them that long to do that. Yeah. Maybe we have to figure out when the Christmas light thing went crazy. Like when people kind of got crazy with lights. Oh, but, good point. You know what? 2007 does seem late. So I'm going to fact check myself and I'll come back next episode if I find out that I was incorrect. But because now okay. I'm feeling like that was like six years after DCA opened. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> like we were going every month at that point. There's no way. So I will have to check on that. Uh, but anyway, that's what I read in numerous places on the Internet. So I hope it's we'll true that because goes. that's a fun weird fact that is definitely yeah. it's like again the bucket of things you thought were always there right it's yeah. just so many of them um another fun fact about the christmas tree is that until 2008 they had <laughs> real christmas tree like a giant real christmas oh. tree in the park so the 2008 was I, the first artificial one i do remember that and then this was the opposite of my memories then i thought i was wrong and that it ha- was always artificial when I saw that it was artificial, because like I remember correcting. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, I was tripping. It was never real. <laughs> but I knew it was. I knew it was. I'm glad you said yeah. it. 2008, which that timing's landing right around the, the new castle light. So maybe they're yep. making adjustments. Yep. Who knows? Um, and also, I don't know if you remember this. I think we talked about it before, just like on our own time. But the tree used to have to be anchored to the buildings. Do you remember this? <laughs> they have those like, uh, giant with the cords. cables. Yeah, the cables. <laughs> It's not still. For some no, reason. not anymore. Oh. <laughs> um, and that was that was after it was artificial as well. So they still needed to do it for a while until they figured it out. But now it is no longer anchored. At least I don't think it is. If it is, it's like clear, and I don't notice it. So that is you're right a though. It's better, probably uh, like a super strong steel pole. Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. middle, so that they don't have to do that. Yeah, like a six foot wide pole or something that we just can't yeah. even tell is there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, hilarious. Um, all right, so now let's talk about some ghosts of the Christmas past uh, in the parks. Like, And this is things that I mentioned before that maybe they tried and didn't necessarily work out. But some of these I found pretty funny and also pretty interesting. So um, the first Christmas parade in Disneyland was in 1955. However, wow. it was circus-themed. Hmm. <laughs> it's like... What? Wait, a circus theme with Christmas or just circus theme? It was theme? labeled as a Christmas parade in the Christmas season. However, it was all circus themed and it was made primarily to promote the new Mickey Mouse Club circus in oh, Fantasyland. That makes sense. So there's I mean, a purpose. Yeah. But don't try to say it's Christmas then, right? It's just like kind of weird. That's I Disney. think they threw like garland on things to like to make, make it. it. <laughs> yeah. They're doing that cross promotion since 1955. Here at yeah. Disney World, there are Disney Plus gift cards everywhere in the shops. And I'm like, okay, corporate synergy. It looks tacky if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're at a Walmart checking out. Oh, no. (laughs) Impulse buys. Oh, my gosh. Um, So this parade, the one thing that I thought was really cool about this was that it was led for its inaugural run down Main Street by Walt Disney himself and Fess Parker on horseback. Oh, that's cute. So cute. That outdoes anything that they did wrong with the Christmas theme. Right? (laughs) The fact that Walt was was in it. 
pretty young. He was like 41 or something at this point. So he's just like, or 44. He's just like rolling down Main Street on a horse. Like, that's so cool. Wait isn't a second, that weird? he was born in 1901. He was 54. Oh, I, I was going to say, isn't that weird to think that he was like, we're not that <laughs> far off than his age. So I'm glad you said he was 54. <laughs> we still got some time, Mike. We still got yeah, some we time. Yeah, we got time. Um, so the grand finale of this parade, so it went from Main Street, and then it ended up in the Mickey Mouse Circus uh, Mickey Mouse Circus Tent in Fantasyland, which is now where the Matterhorn is, like kind of in that general area. So before the Matterhorn. Um, and what they would do is they'd parade around in a circle with all the characters from the parade, and this giant like fabric tree would rise out of the ground. It was like this oh. supposed like evidently it was like a big thing. Like everybody was like amazed by it. So that's kind of cool. But that lasted only one year. So that was out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really intrigued with this fabric. Thing. Yeah, right. I need to see like it in motion. I don't think I found a video of it. So I need, rising. I just saw a video of the aftermath. But yeah, like are um, we talking kite tails or are we talking like phantasmic? <laughs> <laughs> but it was kite tails. Kite tails in 1955. True. So like that's like really yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> back then. And you only saw what you saw with your own eyes or on like broadcast television, right? There was no Instagram, anything else. Nope. Nowhere else to find it. That's so crazy to think about. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad we're the internet babies like our generation. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) And we just dodged the bullet of not having any of our high school days on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. That is a great point. (laughs) So that was that. Another thing that they did at Disneyland um, is called the Disneyland Christmas Bowl. And this was in the Magnolia Park area, which I did not know was a thing. I'm also learning about this for the first time. It was like a little park recreation area where Tarzan's treehouse is today. So like Jungle Cruise was was already there, but it was next to it. It was like this open area. They had the gazebo that used to be at the end of Main Street and moved a few different places it ended up in Magnolia Park and they had carolers there, choirs, dancers, wow. and a Disneyland band would perform. Um, now, the reason I'm mentioning this is because it only lasted until 1958. However, that's because it evolved so big that it is now the candlelight procession. Oh, wow. So that's where that. it started. This is the yeah. birth of that. I like that journey you <laughs> took me on. <laughs> By way of Ghost of Christmas Past. Right? So it was like this little thing that you might not think is any big deal. And it just turned into be so popular that now it's this annual big ordeal, which is pretty That's cool. cool. I, I caught like a glimpse of one of the Disneyland uh, processions this year with Thor, Chris. I was going to say Chris Hardwick. Wrong Chris. Chris. <laughs> Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I I still think that's cool. I really love the the processional. Is that what it's called? Yes. I, I can't the I never procession. Can put it. <laughs> yeah. Or processional. Only whichever one. BT dubs. I've only done it at Disney World, where you I've can never actually done like it. sit down. I've uh, never done it. I should. I I uh, the whole like. I don't need to go into it, but it's it feels weird that it's super religious. Yes. Right? It's like I, the only thing that's super <laughs> religious in the park. I had a super religious moment at Epcot with like these gospel singers, but I felt the spirit. Like they put yeah. the spirit inside me. Holy so I spirit. Said, yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, I'll do this with you for an hour. It was like you and I at um, House of Blues went for yeah, gospel the gospel brunch. brunch. Uh, gospel brunch. Oh my god, hilarious. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's the same for candlelight. Even for instance, I recently went to the flag retreat and I was crying. <laughs> and it's like I'm not the most patriotic person, but like it is so, like like whatever you call it like emotional yeah it's like the feels you get it so i know that'll be the same for candlelight so it's on my list and watch like watching this these videos i was finding on it and whatnot from it's like evolving into it it really talked me into i need to go watch it and like give it my time get there early find a seat watch it like give it my all because I just haven't done that yet. so Yeah, and I think you could see advance like who the storyteller is. So you could select, I guess, your park reservation now. These are, So you can choose which one to go to. Oh, they, when they just we announced did, this year's too. Did you see that? Oh, no. It's. I think I'm going to mess it up. Who? Okay. So His Chris is, is one of them, right? Because saw, I saw him. Who else? Oh, he might be Disney World. Because Disneyland only has one. Oh, I thought they switched out every night also. They only have one ever, one night. Oh, got it. So I must have seen that clip of Chris at Disney World. Yep, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, So Disneyland is Sterling Holloway? Is that his name? Sterling Holloway. From um, This Is Us, from Black Panther. He was like the sexiest man on earth like a year ago or something or a couple years ago. Is this Sterling Holloway or is that Winnie the Pooh? Who does the voice for Winnie the Pooh? No, you're right. That's an actor's name. I I haven't seen This Is Us. I know he's popular. Okay, he's the brother on um, uh, Black Panther. Like, he's the main, like, at the very beginning when they show up to the flashback. Yeah. He is also, oh, I know him from something else, too. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. So he's going to do it? Yeah, so he's the, the, um, uh, I can't remember what the actual word is for them, but like the announcer or whatever, who's going to be reading the tales of baby Jesus or whatever they do. So. The tales of baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they're basically like the narration between the, the the really cool moments, which is like the singing. Um, no, they read they read the the story of yeah. It's but it's like what's it called? There's a word for um, it. I'm missing it right now. Uh, <laughs> but then it'll it'll like pause and then they'll do song and then they keep talking. At least that's Disney World one. But they do read the whole thing and they do name drop Jesus and all those people. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. First of all, his name is Sterling K. Brown. Sterling Brown. Sterling, Sterling Holloway is Winnie the Pooh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I knew I was going to mess I it up. I, I could hear it in my head. Some picture in black and white, so it's definitely an older person. <laughs> <laughs> but Sterling K. Brown. Um, oh, my God. I know him from American Crime Story, The People versus O.J. Simpson. He was on that. And oh, he yeah. Was yep. So good. Yeah. So. That was one of those moments. It's like, you know, you're a Disney holic if, and you're like saying the voice actor for Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. It's like, it sounds familiar. So I'm going to oh, go with it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so Sterling Brown, that is. K correction. Brown. I think that's we part of his brand. We did not bring someone Sterling back K. from the dead for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is getting real weird all right moving on <laughs> um this is actually so picture the opera house in 1961 this is pre-1964 world's fair abe lincoln or mr the great moments of mr lincoln wasn't a thing yet right 
So the opera house was just used for like many different things, which I actually want to deep dive on at some point too, because there's a lot of things that kind of moved its way through there. But from 1961 to 1963, they had full-on sets from Babes in Toyland in there. Oh. And it was called the Babes in Toyland Village Exhibit. And you were allowed to like stand on these sets and take photos, which is very much like we, what we all do today. It was like yeah. an Instagram pop-up That's... before it was a thing. That's really cute, and and it's such a good Christmassy thing, right? To have going on, totally. Yep. So that was pretty cool. Um, um, do you remember the movie? So first of all, Keanu Reeves is like the main guy, and most people don't remember that. Like he wasn't famous yet or anything. Uh, so it was very random. And I'm looking it up now, and Drew Barrymore was also in that movie as a little kid <laughs> in Babes in Toyland. Babes in Toyland. Keanu Reeves? Yeah. He was the, he was like a <laughs> I teenager, I guess. It seems like that was so long ago that it's impossible. Wait, how old is he? 1986. So I guess he was like, he looked like he's like oh, 16. Oh, it was like another version of it or something? It's not the original. Oh, this is the only version I know. <laughs> I'm staring at it right now. It's the only version I know. 1986 Oh my God, movie. you're tripping me out so hard right now. I was like, what? Wait, the movie came an, out in like oh. the 60s. For like 1960 or 61. Duh, that makes sense if <laughs> if they had it at Disneyland in the 60s. And that's also why nobody knows that Keanu Reeves in it because okay. it's some random remake. That, <laughs> that is weird. You know, you what you grew up with is your version of it. It's true. Stuff, it's very right? true. Like the Star Wars prequels too for people. Oh my God, hilarious. I need to look into that now. And I now need to watch it because I love Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves. So, hey. <laughs> and Mr. Go. Miyagi from Karate Kid. Oh, my gosh. So it's, it's a whole That mood. sounds very 80s, right? Yeah. Like, it's so 80s. Totally. Or early 90s. Okay. So, do you remember in Tomorrowland, the house of the future? Not like Yeah. Is that the person, Monsanto house of the future? Monsanto house yeah. of the future. Yep. So, um, if you guys are not familiar with it, it was... There for a while, and it was right at the entrance of Tomorrowland, and it's basically this giant futuristic-looking home that they had all the future, like, appliances and stuff that you don't really have in your home and or things they're trying to showcase that are becoming available, which is kind of cool. Um, but anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up for the holidays section is because at some point they decided to put a ton of Christmas trees around it, very mid-century, oh. modern-looking Christmas trees, which fit the atmosphere so well. And then they wrapped it in a giant ribbon and a giant bow on top of it. So it looked like a giant Christmas gift. Wow. It was like I, I like that, actually. Huh? I like that. That's cute. It was very cute. Yeah. It was very cute. Um, but you could see it very well from the hub. So it was probably just kind of giant, this like crazy Christmas present over to the side. Oh, wow. Was the the House of the Future ever there in our, when we were alive? The no, no, no. I, I don't know exactly when it closed, but I believe it was before when we were around, yeah. Um, and then also around the same era, like 1960s, the Matterhorn star first appeared. So this is actually what made me go down this this venture in the first place is because there is this whole lore around this Matterhorn star. And this star was gigantic. It was 24 inches in diameter. So like 24 wide, 24 high. And it was huge. And they put it right on top of the Matterhorn during the holiday season. And it would spin. And it was oh, very it much like... um. 
not like a like a general basic star. It was like a starburst. Again, very mid-century modern looking, like Ooh, one of those types that's of stars. Cool. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and it was this huge thing that like not a lot of people liked because oh. it was just giant and eyesore for a lot of people. I thought it was cool. Um, and it lasted seven years, and so its last run was in the 1968 uh, holiday season. Um, and it would also light up at nighttime, which is pretty funny, because like, maybe that's why people are like, okay, enough of this giant star. Oh, I was <laughs> going to say, that's up. probably the best part, is when it lights up. And they up. didn't even light up the castle. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, and one fun thing, like fun fact of my life, I was actually at one of the... Um, uh, Oh, shoot. Van Eaton auctions in person, and the guy next to me won the star. The actual <laughs> giant star? The giant Whoa. star. Whoa. I bet you that was, was a lot like of money. It was like him and his little daughter, and she was so excited to get this, and it was thousands of dollars. Like, wow. ridiculous. I can't remember how much, but it was crazy That's expensive. a good collector's item. Like, it was literally on the top <laughs> of the Matterhorn. Yeah, I don't know where you 24 put. feet wide? You'd oh have my to God. like build a whole room around it. Bigger the, than my um, entire apartment. <laughs> the Matterhorn doesn't have any star on it now? No. Gosh, there's that Mandela effect. When you were telling me about the star on top and how big it was, I thought, oh, so that was before it was smaller. In my mind, I can see a, star, a small star on the top. I guess you it's not there. You know what they there. do have? They have a lot of projection mapping on it now, so maybe that's, oh, that's right. where your brain's going. Maybe. Yeah. Um, another fun thing in Disneyland, and this is more up in the 90s, was that they had a Star Tours Christmas overlay. But it was Weird. very small. As in the did, Star Wars Christmas special? <laughs> no. Unrelated. <laughs> all they did literally was stick those Mickey Mouse ear Santa hats on all the characters while you're in the queue. Oh, <laughs> like uh, Okay. But it's kind of fun, too, because it's hard to find footage of it. So it was like, did that actually exist? Or was that Mandela effect? Right. What what happened? So um, I guess it, it looks like, as of what research could pull, was that they only did it in 1996. So it's kind of fun. It is always um, fun, though, seeing Star Wars characters out of their element, like riding the, yeah. the Dumbo or with Santa hat. Oh, I love that. And, like, Darth Vader in the... The teacups and stuff. So yeah, funny. it's so cute. I love that. Um, so speaking of overlays, Country Bear Jamboree had a Christmas overlay, which was actually the very first holiday overlay that we saw on an attraction, ah. which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the uh, Country Bear Christmas Special is what it was called. Uh, that one is a lot of fun. So that could be a fun thing to do during the holidays if you guys would like to look up some YouTube. There's plenty of videos of it. It's pretty old, but there's plenty to catch on. Darn, I wish they still did that. That would get me to go in and watch it like another <laughs> time because it's something seasonal. Um, yeah, they should still have it. Were they new songs and stuff or just costumes, you know? It was like, yeah, they would do like holiday songs and whatnot. Oh, that and sounds they, pretty they changed cool. a lot too. What was, I think, Liver Lips, I think his guitar was like shaped like a Christmas tree. So they did like that's like an electric guitar, but it was shaped like a Christmas tree. Oh, I want that from the Van Eaton Gallery. Right? <laughs> Please. Oh my god, that would be so cute. Stop just hanging on your walls as random right? <laughs> Christmas tree guitar, but it has such a cool history on it. Nobody would know. <gasps> I love it. It's out there somewhere. I know. Get it. Um, and then Big Thunder Ranch, which is one of the lovely places that we attended together um and they had a thing called the jingle jingle jamboree and this was more of an 
area that was dedicated to the holidays. They had tons of characters there in their holiday outfits. Um, Sometimes that would be the only place you could see them in their holiday outfits, except for some of the bigger ones like Mickey and Minnie. So you get to see a lot of the more rare characters back there wearing their holiday outfits. Um, There was plenty of activities for kids to do and adults both. Um, Billy Hill and the Hillbillies performed back there, a Christmas version of their show from the Golden Horseshoe. They had other performances as well, and the Country Bears were often back there to meet and greet. Um, and it just looked really cute. It was like a Christmas hoedown. So it was like lots of uh, plaid. Oh, fit, I like that. Like totally fits that, but like red and green plaid or red yeah. and orange, like something very holiday feeling. And plaid like belongs in both Christmas and Western Exactly. It's like the perfect blend, right? Um, And they closed down in 2016 because of Galaxy's Edge moving in. So RIP Big Thunder Ranch once again. RIP. And they had real good barbecue there too. I know. It was very good. You know what? I had never ate there before I ate there with you guys. And that was 2015. First and last time for everything. we got in there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All you can, um, yeah, the Disney, I love Disney's version of buffet. It's all you can enjoy. They will yeah. never say all you can eat. Right, right. <laughs> it does sound nicer. It does, yeah. It makes me seem less like a pig. Exactly. Like, I was okay. going to say the exact same thing. I feel less of a pig coming out of there because I enjoyed all of it. Right. Thank you very much. So over in Fantasyland, there was also another show. This was called Minnie's Christmas Party. And this was at the Fantasyland Theater. Um, this was, let's see, I I would just say it was like, it's hard to explain. It was almost like a play. Oh. Like it was like a, like these two people came in and they were visiting Minnie's house and she was preparing for the holidays and they were kind of running around the house singing Christmas carols and they would break into musical features and then they'd go back into like their dialogue and then break into another Christmas song and it was, of course, all of the main Disney characters would come out and do song and dance. Um, very festive, though. Yeah. And they would have snow in the theater. And that was one of the first times Aww. that we saw snow in Disneyland. So I that was it. pretty cool. Um, and it actually, I think, kind of had a little bit of a cult following because D23 brought it back in 2009 for like a rendition in Studio 17 in DCA's Hollywood Backlot. Isn't that cool? Really? Oh, that yeah. is really interesting. It's like a little special showing of it. Um, and and then in the 80s, in Carnation Plaza Gardens, which is now Fantasy Fair, they had this show called Fantasy Follies. So now this was all year long. And it was in the little, like, the theater area that has, like, the canopy over it, right? And they basically have this show that was kind of a slapstick comedy show with a bunch of characters in it. But then during the holidays, they would turn it into a a, turn it into a Christmas version. So they would sing Christmas songs. They'd have a bunch of funny things going on. So it was like kind of just a shorter show. But one thing I thought was interesting about it is that they would kind of rope off the majority of the floor, and you would sit. There's only like a few tables inside the brim and then there was a bunch of space outside that you could watch in and they had so many characters in that tiny little space dancing like it was just jam-packed full of characters (laughs) so if you were a character fan you were like the happiest person because they were just all there and then one special thing about the holidays is that they would have melvin the moose in his full who? Tall, six foot tall glory. I don't know her. Right? 
Girl, who is Melvin? <laughs> Melvin the Moose is one of the heads on the wall from Country Bears. Oh, okay. For some reason, but I was, was thinking like, of uh, National Lampoon's Christmas vaca- vacation. Oh. Or <laughs> that theme park. I mean, somewhere in between, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was just really weird. It was like a no longer just the head, right? Because that would be weird. But they had like a full version of him out there and dancing around and doing funny things. And he kept calling it Chris Moose instead of Christmas. It's Christmas time here at this is Melvin, your Christmas. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Uh, that's Merry Christmas. Bye bye, Miss Minnie. Oh, that's cute. So I like a, a good pun. <laughs> I know, right? It was, it was definitely weird and, and very cute. But um, they also had the Country Bears as part of the show, too, for the holidays. That's always good to see them. All right. So. Moving on from Disneyland and over to DCA, there's just a couple things over there since DCA has only been around since 2001. But do you remember the giant California letters? Yes. Out in front? Oh, wait, so can I guess this have... one? Is it yes. uh, the candy cane? Yeah, overlay? they were decorating yeah. with candy canes. I remember it was that. Part of the deco- or not decorating with candy canes. I'm sorry. They would like paint them in candy Red cane and white format. Stripe. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I really so like that. That was pretty neat. And then there was a show that they had in DCA. It was called Luminaria. And I don't remember this at all. So this is like one of those things that like, what? I never even heard about this. I was there (laughs) all the time. And I just didn't even know about this somehow. Um, So it was somewhat similar to World of Color to where it was a water show with water fountains and fireworks. So it was similar-ish to World of Color. However, World of Color didn't come out until 2010. So Interesting. Yeah, so it was like the predecessor in, in its own way. Um, but this was a Christmas-only show, so it was special for the holidays. And this giant tree would come out of the water, very similar to back when we were thinking about the, the fabric <laughs> circus, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they had this big Christmas tree come out, pyrotechnics, the whole Full nine, circle. Christmas music. Um, but one of the best things about it by far is that they had an activity center all day long and you could go into it and kids could draw and color their own Christmas cards. Wait, and they did you like say nativity or <laughs> activity? Activity. Oh, I was like, they're going to let them draw all over. Things. Baby Jesus. <laughs> Baby Jesus. <laughs> no no they were not drawing on baby jesus however they might have drawn baby jesus on a christmas card if they like to at the activity center yes um but they would make their own christmas cards and before they take them home with them the uh cast members would scan them and there are these giant screens that would go up during the show and they would project all the christmas cards that were made that day oh so you were like a little kid you could see your Christmas card on the waters of DCA. Isn't what? that pretty neat? And that was in our lifetime and we didn't know about this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what the heck? Um, and then also in DCA, I don't know if you were there for this or not, but tell me if you were. Do you remember Olaf's Snowfest? I do. That was inside yes. that studio. Yep. Studio yeah. 17 again, I believe. You know, um, you know what? So what? <laughs> I don't want to get Uh-oh. sad, but we were there. Me, you, and Gabriel oh, went were there. We? Yeah, it was one of our Christmas trips. 
And yeah, we, we got some free stuff in there, right? Yeah, they were have like little goodies to give out. Um, and you could go sledding. People were playing with snowballs, which you would get really yelled at for. But it was really pretty in there, right? Like it looked like you're in a section of Arendelle. Yeah, it, it was not. It was like sledding a, down a hill. Like a full on set was built inside. Yeah. Oh, and they had what's his name? The uh, the spa guy. Didn't they have like a door that? Well, now I'm confusing this with the Frozen Ever After queue. <laughs> So no now, guy. My, oh no! no. You who that guy? <laughs> mixing them all up now. Because I was like, oh, I think I went to Olaf's thing several times, but I'm mixing the two. <laughs> yeah, they had a whole Frozen thing going on in uh, the Hollywood backlot, but that was definitely like the coolest part of it. I think the lighting in there was so pretty. Like it just looked like yeah. nightfall all the time. So cool. Um. All right, so that's DCA, and then I only have one thing about Disney World, but we wouldn't be able to talk about the Ghosts of Christmas Past without mentioning the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights. Wow, there's a hardcore fandom out there for that. Yes, did you get to? Uh, did you ever get to see them? I never got to see them, and I don't think I wanted to. Like, I think I was here a few times probably like in the mid 2000s before it went away but from what i saw it just looked like someone's street with christmas lights but prove me wrong maybe it's maybe it's cooler than i thought so this is one of those things that i mean i never really traveled to disney world in the winter which is just insane to think about that when i was younger we would just go during the summer what the heck were we even thinking like School, fine, whatever. But anyway, there's also pre, Christmas break. Pre, Why uh, were we there? Pre-climate change. Maybe it wasn't so hot. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine it being that much better. But anyway, um, so the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights, one thing that's kind of cool, including myself, a lot of people thought that this was the Osborne family. <laughs> I did. I also did for a long time. And like, I didn't even like think to ask if it wasn't. Right. I just thought, oh, I guess the people know them for this, too. <laughs> I can't even think of his name right now. What's his name? Uh, Ozzy and Sharon. Ozzy, there you go. <laughs> Who Ozzy eats, Osborne. eats live birds' head off on stage. Is the <laughs> same family that has Christmas lights at Disney. That's 100% what I thought. Same. Why? Probably because I knew they were rich and can afford to do this crazy Christmas yeah. light thing. And for a long I, time, anything at Disney World, I just didn't understand. Because we're Disneylanders, so yeah, I just thought, we're oh, like, okay, yeah, whatever. This is what they never do really here. Never thought too much about it. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was in MGM Studios, which I feel would be the most fitting place for Ozzy Osbourne to do anything. <laughs> right? I mean, Aerosmith is in that park. True. That is very mm-hmm. true. So, um, prior, contrary to all of our beliefs, who thought that um, this was actually a family that was from Arkansas, and their story is kind of cool because they. Um, it was basically like a father-daughter relationship thing, kind of like Walt and Diane and his other daughters, um, where they were really getting into having the Christmas light, like the best house on the block thing, and it just got out of control. The whole They bought like land and started doing this entire Christmas light exhibit thing, and it just got to be so crazy that they actually had a lawsuit like, put against them by wherever like i don't know if it was the city that they lived in or companies or whatever it was but they were literally put down by the law to not have their christmas light exhibit anymore um 
Now, one thing about that is that lawsuit made them very popular, right? This got national coverage. Super, like, big news story about, because it was during the holiday season, so it was just, like, so backwards on what the holidays are, um, that Disney was able to catch on to it. So they reached out to the Osborne family. It's like, hey, what do you think about bringing your light spectacular here into our parks? So they were given a great opportunity. Disney kind of bought them out. Um, and then they set this area up in the um, back lot area of MGM Studios at the time, which is now Hollywood Studios. Uh, and in 1995, it first opened, and there was over 3 million lights set wow. up in this exhibit. Um, over the years, Disney, of course, plus things. So they started at- adding things like Disney characters to the uh, light pieces. They did choreographed lights in Christmas music. Um, they had Snoop, which is the snow, and um, they ended up bumping the light count up to five million lights. Wait, what did you call the snow? Is there another word for this fake snow? Snoop. It's like snow and soap put together. Oh, the bubbly kind, the foamy yeah. bubbly kind. Got it. <laughs> snoop. Um, and then they closed in 2015. I'll give you one guess why. They closed in 2015 because... Galaxy's Edge is over there. Galaxy's Edge. Whoops. Sorry, Osborne. Just want to know. (laughs) Sorry, Kelly Osborne, Sharon, and Ozzy. I forgot the son's name. Oh, yeah, the brother. I forgot about the brother. Um, But I guess Star Wars is just really taking away Christmas. It's like the the galaxy that stole Christmas. Yikes. Oh, yeah, between Big Thunder Ranch and... Osborne family. Well, at least we got the, uh, what is the um, Chewbacca's species holiday? Oh, the Life Day Christmas, yeah. the Christmas special, yeah. That I'd like to see. Now I'm realizing that they might have had it here. I should have went and looked at that. Um, the th- interesting thing is, with all this talk about lights, ABC, which is Disney, has a series out right now. It's a reality show, The Great Christmas Light Fight. And I was watching it in the hotel room the other night. It's cute. Like, it's people's houses trying to, like, outdo each other. Oh, nice. So they're all, like, a bunch of these Osbournes. Pretty much, yep. The Osborne family. <laughs> yeah. ABC, I mean, Disney was like, let's just make a show out of this, not just right? the one family. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So that's it. That's all I have for the ghosts of Christmas past in Disneyland and other parks as well. But, yeah. That was a fun ride. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty funny and weird. Like, I just love the weird history of Disney parks in general. It was. It came with a lot of visuals. So I hope a lot of our listeners also use their imagination. I was imagining um, Goofy as Jacob Marley, like in the cartoon, and... um, Scrooge was played by Scrooge McDuck in my in my <laughs> mind. And then all of these weird things that I started seeing and imagining and thought I saw before, like the star on top of the Matterhorn. Right. Uh, Isn't it so funny? Yeah. Mandela effect galore. <laughs> really good stuff. Um, maybe I will be able to post some stuff onto Instagram. So I gave you guys all a visual as well. But until then, thank you all for listening. And we hope you enjoyed episode 61 of the Disney Holic Show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a message on Instagram or email us at fanmail at the Disney Holics.com. Okay, bye. bye. Oh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Hey, Melvin, that's supposed to be my song. Huh?
Look, Melvin, I'm the deer. I got the red nose, so I get to sing. Ain't we gone through all this before? Well, I don't see why he always gets to oh, sing. Hold the phone there, boys. Where's your Christmas spirit? No, sorry, folks. <coughs> Gomer, let's show them how it's done. Ain't he a sight for sore eyes? Well, he sounds better than he looks, that's for sure. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yup, soon the bells will start. And the thing that'll make them ring is a carol that you sang right within your heart. <laughs> Howdy, folks, and welcome to this special Christmas celebration at the good old Country Bear Jamboree. The snow softly falling, the stockings are hung, and coming from the kitchen, there's the sweet smell of turkey and yam-yam. Mm -hmm. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that'll be on your own front door. Ladies and gents, the five barrels. When the snow begins to fall in and your blood begins to freeze, it's time to stop and holler and slap your hair. The time for sitting idols in the summer or the spring yeah. We're making tracks in the snow Everything is rosy No more hibernating, boy We're up on our feet Just making tracks in the snow Keep warm and cozy Shivering and shaking to that good old country Man, I really want to go to Disneyland.